Welcome to the Vorthos Podcast with your host, Matt W. Ruff. Thank you, Bob. So, it's been a while since I've done one, and that's because I've been trying to map up map out a plan. And to be quite honest, it, it's the mapping of the plan hasn't gone particularly well. Um, but today is a unusual topic. Uh, it's kind of the only topic it seems to be anybody wants to talk about anymore. So I figured. What's the what's harm in adding to the the jungle out there? Uh, so, you know, when I started the Vorthos podcast, it was all about you know Christian view of things. So, it kind of catches me going, "Well, what's the Christian view of the COVID vaccine?" Now, I'm going to work on the following assumptions that you understand that that the vaccine and the disease you know what they are uh the disease started in Wuhan province of China uh we can't prove it but there's even the liberals in a bunch of people now have come to the conclusion that there's a extremely high probability it came from the the Wuhan lab run by the Chinese government there in the Wuhan province of China. I can also say probably fairly confidently that was it this was not an intentional biologic weapon unleashed. Um, the Chinese, the Pequanos aren't that stupid. Um, if they were going to release it, they would have released it in the U.S. or in Europe or, you know, across the countries and insulated themselves from it. Um, they had it first, and, and though they don't care about their people that much, um, a lot of Chinese have, have probably died, but their their official numbers are a literal joke. It's, it's not even funny. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, according to, you know, what's out there, you know, and the, there's just gazillions of people that have been infected by the virus. Uh, John Hopkins University uh, has started out real early on as being the place that had the global map of cases and deaths and where it was being picked up. And I don't know why that's the case, um, but, but they were the very beginning they were the the biggest source of information government got involved in their own and stuff but um, according to john hopkins there's been two million cases in four thousand i mean four mil four point two and a half you know four and a quarter million deaths and four point three million excuse me, 4.3 billion vaccine doses administered. Okay. So today we're going to talk about just the, we, 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 everybody knows what the virus is, you know, the 
the thing that looks like a basketball with all these mushrooms on top. It's my visual, best visual description of the virus, the, the logo that they've had all around. And we're going to talk about the view of the vaccine. Now, a couple of prerequisites. I'm not going to say whether or not I've had the vaccine, but I will tell you my views on the vaccine and vaccines in general. Um, I have been, I have a passport. Uh, I think I'm on my second or third one. I've been to probably 30 foreign countries. Um, and one of those countries, um, Kenya requires you to have a yellow fever vaccine, which I had not had at the time. I've had a vaccine for measles. I've had, of course, smallpox, the polio, you know, the standard vaccines we were given as children growing up in America. So not a, I'm not religiously against all vaccines. That's a given. The question is, what about the COVID vaccine? Now, there are more than one COVID vaccine, and there's a couple of them I would not get. Um, but there's some that are totally, in my opinion, probably fine to get. Um, and it all depends on your situation, not my situation. You know, it, it, it does concern me hugely that government, corporate America, corporate media are all pushing the vaccine down people's throat. Okay. Get, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, you know, nor your own, you know, there are people that have really negative reactions to vaccine and they're talking, oh, too bad, get it anyway. I mean, <laughs> They are no exceptions to this vaccine for some reason. And that leads to all kinds of conspiracy theories, okay? But anyway, I want to start off with a Pew Research Center survey that was conducted back in February where it's found that 45% of white evangelicals have say they would not get the COVID-19 shots compared to 30% in the general population. So there's, that's like, what I find is also really interesting there. The largest group of their blocks, and they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight blocks of groups. The largest percentage by far who has said they would definitely probably get the vaccine or the atheists. And to me, that makes the, that makes logical sense. Atheists don't believe in anything hereafter. They hold on to life because that's all there is with a huge amendment. They are, they are the people that will pull a child in front of them in, in a gun gunfight to protect their own life. Okay. They, all they care about is life. Christians, on the other hand, believe it's, you know, the greatest love is to give up your life for another, to be quite honest. So, um, 
the Christian response would be to throw their body in front of the child, let's say, um, to protect the child. So two distinctly different worldviews. So I find that really interesting. Um, Catholics, whether they're white, Hispanic, or whatever, fairly high in either received or planning to receive a vaccine was somewhere around 80%. Makes sense. Catholics are used to just kind of follow the rules. Um, but agnostics were closer to Catholics, and nothing in particular was actually closer to white evangelicals. A person that says he wasn't, he, he didn't answer yes to, to a religious group, didn't answer yes to Catholic, didn't answer yes to either agnostic or atheist, have the same numbers as, for the most part, as uh, white, white evangelicals. So, I find that interesting. Anyway, to take it for what it's worth, I just found it interesting. One of the issues um, about this whole COVID-19 has been the fact that you have China as the source. Okay? And so, you know, they scream bloody murder. It's not the Wuhan virus. And, you know, they forced... COVID on everybody. You know, if you look at past pandemics, okay, the Spanish flu, okay, SARS, South, um, sorry, Southeast Asia, whatever it was, I mean, they were always named after somebody, an area, generally an area, West Nile, okay, so I find it really just, you know, again, change and deal. Whatever the group, you know, whatever China wants, they seem to be able to get because they have no trouble paying for it. Um, one, thing I, one thing I can tell you that I learned from liberals and from Africa and those two are because Africans are not necessarily liberal, is that money is the driving force of everything for them. And in Africa, a rule is just a suggestion if you accompany it with a, a currency of some sort. You can get, I, I have seen it with my own two eyes. I was, you know, red, yellow fever, thing out, no problem. The guy behind me, I don't have a yellow fever. Then you need to get one. And he handed me a fifty dollar bills and snapped his passport and let him in. Fifty bucks and I don't have to worry about it. So um I've never seen that in like the many times I've been to London or into Europe, but generally I get went via London. I've never seen that to be quite honest in America. Or Canada. 
but I've definitely seen it in in Africa. And I suspect it goes on in China, Asia, not I say Asia. I did separate the two. I wouldn't. That would not happen, in my opinion, in Japan or South Korea. Never been. Don't want to be in North Korea. Totally different. Definitely would be the case in China, I think, as well. Or the other Asias, Thailand, and that money would, would be the, the, the factor. Um, so, we... It's declared a pandemic by both the World Health Organization, which is somewhat under China's footprint, and the American CDC. Uh, so with that came all, you know, this whole mobilization of everybody to see it. And, I, and to be clear, I disagree with what has happened in a sense I thought there should be a lot more emphasis on how to cure the virus than the vaccine. So to cure the vac, the cure the virus seems to me like would be the, the best thing. And, but it seems all the emphasis has been put into the vax, the actual production of a vaccine. Now, the vaccines, they say, are roughly 90 95% efficient. That's what they say. Okay. I'm not an expert in the field. I don't. I can look at the data, and that's what it says. I know people that got the vaccine and got it. I know people don't have the vaccine and has got it. So, okay. What I will tell you is there's a whole lot of money involved. Pfizer has been paid billions for their vaccine. And when I mean billions, estimated sales for 21 range from 15 to 30 billion U.S. dollars. Okay. Estimated sales for 2022 are around $10 billion. Okay, that's Pfizer. Moderna, close to the same number, approximately 20, 18 to $20 billion in 21, and approximately 10 to $12 billion in 22. Now, some would say they're already talking about over 5 or $6 billion or more in 23, which is highly uh, problematic. Johnson & Johnson had a different take on the virus. They came out and said they were doing it as a non-profit setup. Um, so... The company aims to deliver at least a billion doses this year that would generate $10 billion. So I don't know which is true. They said they were doing it as a nonprofit, but it's a whole lot cheaper. Their shot is only $10 a shot. Okay. AstraZeneca, which is 
developed jointly in Oxford University and someplace else, um, has some huge orders. But their expected sales are much more reasonable um, between 2 and $3 billion. Um, and they have pledged to supply the vaccine on a not-for-profit basis during the pandemic and charge is somewhere between 4 to four fifty and $10 for the two doses. Sinovac was approved by Chinese regulators in early February. Uh, it was based on based in Beijing, struck a deal with Brazil, Chile, Singapore, Malaysia, the Philippines, in January, Turkey, Indonesia, kicked off their vaccination campaign with a jab. Sinovac also has plans to supply 10 million vaccine doses. Um, their expected sales, because they're Chinese, is somewhat hidden. Um, but they say that it costs $27 for the two doses. Okay. There's a Russian two-shot combination for the vaccine that was, of course, Iran, Algeria, surprisingly Mexico, signed up for that one. Um, the developers said it would cost about $20 or less for the two jabs internationally, but have not provided um, any numbers to this study. Sorry, it was provided free in Russia, just like the U.S. vaccine is free in America and the U.K. version is free, and there's a lot of, I think, all over Europe, it's free. Novavax, um, according to finding the company has agreed to charge $3 a shot in Africa. The vaccine will also be made in, in England, in Northeast England, and can be kept in a regular refrigerator, not in the, the much colder temperatures that like the Moderna needs. Um, numbers are still uneasy on that one. CureVac expected to be published late. Uh, they're one of the latest. The EU has pre-ordered 225 million doses. And it seeks to develop the next generation shot for multiple emerging COVID variants in one vaccine. Um, price not yet revealed, and but priced at a profit. <laughs> uh, so, what I want, and this is all these numbers I got are from the Guardian, which is a very left leaning newspaper, um, very anti capitalistic. Uh, but they do have a point. Okay. Yeah. Some people making some serious money off this. Some people, when they get a taste of the limelight, don't want to give it up, i.e. Dr. Fauci. I mean, he just loves being on TV. Um, you know, he will, he's not doing, he can't be doing any real work. All he is is seem to be doing on TV all the time. So that's just my own personal take on the guy. I don't particularly like him. Uh, I really don't pay much attention to him to be quite honest. So, so some things about the vaccine that I think are worth stating 
I think it's stupid to say that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I will say the way they're promoting, you know, they're getting people ready for <laughs> the mark of the beast. Uh, there are liberals, um, Steve Jobs' ex-wife, uh, and others who say if you if you won't get the vaccine, you shouldn't be allowed to do anything. You know, shouldn't be allowed to go out to eat. Shouldn't be allowed to get groceries. You know, we may let food be delivered to you. You know that kind of mindset. There's there's some really over the top responses. Um. So I. It's not the mark of the beast. This has nothing to do with, I don't think, but the, it is a precursor to that, I think. I think this had to happen for that to happen. Um, there are, what's funny is, remember all the heroes work here, all those signs about, you know, support the healthcare workers and clap for them and all this stuff, and now the ones that refuse to get the vaccine are being fired because they refuse to get the vaccine. That just doesn't add up in my book, but there you go. Anyway, um, there, it, is, it is literally, in my opinion, impossible to get the truth about the vaccine. I say that because the government which I don't have a lot of faith in, to be fair, anymore. The US, I'm talking about the U.S. government. I have much less faith about other governments, of course. But I have very little, very little faith in the U.S. government. They want you to get this vaccine, period, the end. And it doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat. Now, if you're in Florida, Tennessee, Texas, places run by conservative governors, they will state real clear. It's uh, up to you. We're not going to. We're not going to mandate it. You see, New York City has just man. I think said without showing your pat your your this whole bit of a a passport. You know, you've got your COVID deals. You're not allowed to dine in restaurants, work out in gyms. Okay. Um, the long-term effects of the vaccine, we don't know. Let's face it. They were just developed and they were rushed into production. They did do trials. We have numbers. I mean, we've got all these people that's had the vaccine. There's been some bad side effects. Do not think there have not been bad side effects, but it's a relatively small percentage you know your take on that yeah it's it's it, but if you're one of those small those people you know it's a disaster i mean i know of a guy whose contractor to do work can't work he's totally he he had a heart condition from the it's either the the pfizer or moderna i don't know which one it was one of those so he has a heart condition and now he's 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 living life like you would live in a nursing home. And that's really sad. And I, I don't, you know, his whole livelihood, I don't, I don't know the whole story because I said he's just a, he's, he's a acquaintance, 
that it's the guy that works for him that, that was supposed to do a project. He'd done other projects for him. So, um, my bottom belief is I'm convinced that getting or not getting the COVID-19 vaccine, whichever one you wish to get, is a matter of personal conviction and discernment. It's not a right versus wrong. It's not a good versus evil. But it can get that way. I don't know of the people, um, but I know some people that would definitely be in that category that you're not you're not my friend if you don't have a you know this vaccine okay so um again i refuse to answer any questions whether i've had it got the vaccine or not as i said i've had plenty of vaccines i am not anti vaccine i don't know how other people handle it I know a person that has had both vaccines. I know for a fact they've had both vaccines and they refuse to, to carry that card or have anything to do with it because they think it's just wrong. Now, on the Pacific vaccines, there are definitely vaccines that I have issues with. Okay. Um, a couple of those are made, I think it's probably the, and I don't want to get this wrong, but a couple of those vaccines have been, have aborted fetus stuff in them, okay? And and if you're pro-life, you don't want a vaccine that's made from a dead aborted baby. That's just kind of a general rule. Um, even though the Catholic Church, who's always been staunchly pro-life, has said, no, you can still get the vaccine because they've bought into this uh, mindset that everybody needs a vaccine. Um, people have had bad, I mean, I have a friend who died of COVID. I take it as a real disease with serious consequences. Two of my four kids have had it. They've gotten over it just fine one has had it, i think twice um, but he's very social and goes a lot of places he has natural in any case the second time he says it was kind of just a day off kind of mindset the first time he was down and out for three or four days but um survival rate this is where i I have an issue with the whole over-the-top push to get the vaccine. According to the data, in other words, on average, over 98.2% of known COVID-19 patients in the U.S. survive. That number is extremely low for kids younger, and it's a, string, it, it's a little bit high for people in their senior citizens. Now I am approaching 62. When I say approaching, it happens this month. So for all practical reasons, I, I look at myself as 62. I'm getting close to that age where sure it makes total sense. If you had had it to go in and get the virus to get the vaccine. I know people older than me that are in, um, either assisted living centers or, 
what I call fancy future assisted living center, which means they have their own they're on a they're on a property that has all the stuff. They're pretty neat little setups if you can afford them. Uh, they have their own place, but they have a cafeteria where they can go eat food. And if there's an issue, there's an assisted living center and a physical therapy center. That's all in one building. All, I mean, multiple buildings. So it's all in one campus. Um, so they've, if you're in one of those situations, you know, like, you know, they came out and vaccinated everybody. And if I was in one of those places, I'd probably get it for sure. If you're that certain age. Now, where a bunch of the discussion needs to center is children. I am a firm believer in parental rights. The parent, parents, or at least the parent in charge, whoever's the one that is you know raising them, should have total say about whether their child gets the vaccine, period, the end, end of story. Nothing less to talk about. Um, I'm not a fan of public schools, but I think public schools can be open. Kids, the number of kids that have died from this virus is it's ridiculously low. I mean, I think there's more kids died. There's less kids died in all of America than died in Tennessee highways in one year. Okay, it, it's it's ridiculously low. Um. So I, I don't see the issue. The, the teachers union is the problem because they're atheists. The teachers union people are atheists. Okay. And they are, they're, they don't care about the kids unless it's convenient for them. And all they care about is protecting their members. And though the kids, kids don't show they have it is easy. And therefore they can spread it. I mean, listen, when I was raising my kids, my kids gave me everything. I mean, they would catch this up and they would bring it home. Okay. That's just the way it was. I never caught stuff when all my traveling for the most part, I caught the flu that way. But other than that, I never caught, you know, almost anything out and about. I caught it all from my kids at a private school, no less. When we homeschooled the, a couple of times, we homeschooled during a, a, a contentious move where it was in the middle of the year and we knew it was going to be that way, so we homeschooled them. And nobody got sick. My son got cancer during that time, and in homeschooling, they were just, they were discussing health and they went through these little nodes and, he could feel his and he couldn't feel his brothers and brought it to his mom. And they hadn't been to the doctor yet since we moved to Nashville. And so they, I was in Tokyo, Japan when all this went down and they went to the doctor and huge cloud over his, you know, the x-ray and they fast tracked into Vanderbilt children's and, you know, category stage four Hodgkins. He survived it, but it was a brutal brutal six months of treatment. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of my take. So I, I, as much as I dislike unions and the teachers, I mean, they do have a point. You can catch it from the kids. 
Charles, this distant learning system doesn't work. They're not set up for it, and they're not very good at it. And uh, the one thing good about it is some parents found out some of the garbage their kids were being fed by these teachers, so there's that issue. But um, anyway, the survival rate, again, for vaccinated or unvaccinated people, I mean, we, we know of plenty of cases, it's about the same. What they're saying, though I haven't seen data to back it up, what they're saying there's a higher now survival rate now that people have had vaccines, that very few deaths are occurring. I don't know that to be true. I don't know that to be false because I haven't seen the data. And I'm trying to only tell you the things I've seen data on. Because quite honest, I don't believe, I mean, whether they're a liberal website, I mean, or a conservative website, I mean, there's been some crazy stuff on both sides. And that's, Hugely alarming to me. Um, so, again, we should, as Christians in America, at my primary audience, should be, you get the vaccine whether you want the vaccine. A person who is unvaccinated is not any more risk than a person vaccinated. In fact, there is data I read from the CDC website, but I can't find it now, so it may have been taken down because they didn't want this information out, that people that had the vaccines who get COVID but don't know it are more likely to spread it than people that don't have it because they, they feel the symptoms worse. So, for whatever worth. But my bottom line of this should be that we should not be mandating, you know, all these things. If, if you get on an international flight today, you've got to be tested, you know, I think it's 24 hours before you leave with the, you know, the thing up your nose. And, you know, that's going to go on for a period of time. I don't see that changing. And those tests are, you know, $25 a pop, basically, again, money being made. Several, I've heard several travel experts say, oh, they're going to stay around for a while. Why are they going to stay around for a while? Well, the airlines are getting paid an advertising rate to point you to this person to get the test. So, I mean, people are making money on it. And so if people are going to make money on it, they want to keep doing it. That's just the nature of what it is. But. Whether you get the vaccine or not is a personal choice with the exception of kids. Whether they get the vaccine or not should be the parents and not the school district and not the teachers' union. And the federal government, you know, why people believe the federal government is this brilliant thing. Everything the federal government does, for the most part, is very inefficient and not particularly well done. I mean, as I've said a hundred times, I'll keep saying it till the day I die. When I go to Chick-fil-A, I make an order. It, it, it happens at a huge rate to be right. I mean, it's right 99.999% of the time. It happens fast. When I go to government, whether it's the tags on my car to get my driver's license or whatever, it's a slow, terrible, unfriendly, tedious process. And that's why I never want more government. Anyway. So there you 
that's my excuse me. That's my take on whether you should get the vaccine or not. It's your choice. Do your own research and go with your gut. Pray about it. Okay. Don't let anybody bully you into doing it. And on the other hand, don't let anybody bully you into not doing it. I mean, if you think it's a good thing to do, then get it. Totally fine. It's a personal choice. And with that, I say, have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Vorthos Podcast. Visit Vorthos.net for more information. That's Vorthos, V-O-R-T-H-O-S dot net. You may follow at Vorthos on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed on the Vorthos Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Vorthos Podcast. Any content provided by Matt or our guest are their opinion and not intended to malign or insult anyone or anything. Matt W. Ruff can be reached at mattwruff at forthos.net. That's M-A-T-T-W-R-U-F-F at V-O-R-T-H-O-S dot net.